Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Casting the Spotlight episode number 93. 93. It is the first solo episode in the past five, six episodes now. Yeah, we had a long stint. Yeah, we, uh, that was fun though. Had a lot of good people. Yeah, some of them back in. Some first timers. Yep. We hit our 90th episode and... Your girlfriend came in, joined. Um, yeah, we had three first-timers back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Yeah, that was the first time in a while. Yeah, I was going to say Cheetos was 89, Hunters was 88. Before first-timer. Oh, well, I guess James yeah, technically James wasn't a first-timer, but it was his first solo. It's been a while since we've gotten to sit down and like re-collaborate uh, in here on our own. Yeah, so... It's always nice. I mean, I love having guests in here. Oh, yeah. It's always fun to have the different dynamics and to kind of hear about other people's perspectives and stories or whatever. But it is also nice to have solos, you know? Yeah. To kind of like, they feel more laid back sometimes. Yeah. You're like, oh, we're just, we're going to talk about our shit, you know? Now, I, I love hearing about other people's things. But it is nice to get the little break sometimes and be like, hey, did you catch this? You been keeping up with this? Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, no, because it comes down to like the stuff we we really want to keep up with, and they're like, oh man, you know, because there's so many of those things. Uh, you know, so it's really nice to get back here, you know, do that, and it's not like an an expectation of the guests too. And once again, like obviously we love having guests, but it's just like this is how mm-hmm. this is how we can kind of re centralize like our own kind of like we can come back and be like, all right, well, that was pretty epic like that run of guests and everything like that and then yeah. we come back like just because it's always kind of feels like alright well when we're done with that and then whether it's a couple episodes at a time and then we rejoin or not it's just always it kind of like come it comes back full circle just so we can get ready for like the next kind of part like the next stint you know yeah um I don't know it's kind of wild to see it have grown the way it has really yeah I mean we've actually stuck with it you know for the first time and since we started like this since we've been back and we've really been at it this has been like the best we've done since we started the podcast with really staying at it now it's finally starting to kind of show where people are like Mm -hmm. taking attention to it you know Uh, it always had that potential just the work effort that we had put into it. I mean, there's a lot more potential there, but like we've said before, like out of the people that we kind of know and interact with and grew up with in like the area we were at, Mm -hmm. wasn't a whole lot of people doing podcasts. So we kind of jumped on that, you know? And like you said, we were kind of like, it wasn't like, you know, a lot of people had podcasts by then, but like anybody in our, the general vein of like, our social circles and stuff like that, or the people even kind of an, an extension off that, uh, didn't have one that we knew. No. So, whenever we had the idea, it was great because, I mean, we were, in a, you know, we've always been about content anyways and, like, just everything and, you know, the podcast and comedy and whether it's serial killer documentaries, movies, and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Um... We've always just, there's been a ton of stuff that me and you would sit there and just talk about all this stuff anyways, for probably hours, or we'd watch stuff for hours, you know what I'm saying, anyways. So it's just like, putting it on air, it just, 
it seemed not only like organic and fluent, but it just seemed it did it wasn't even really hard. Like I think our own our expectation was our own, like but now we can be comfortable in in what it's become because we're in control of it and we yeah. orchestrate like the moves to like make it what it is. So like to where it's our own because yeah, that's the thing where it almost feels more truly our own yeah. than it ever has because now, more than ever, I just talk about the content or the viewpoint or whatever I have as me, Yeah, you know, to whereas, like, in the beginning, I feel like I wanted to start it because, like you said, we had a lot of content that we wanted to, we could just put out there and talk about, but also because we were getting into podcasts and we're like, oh man, this would be like another avenue, you know? Well, and like we're the deep. backyard wrestling has ended. What else yeah. can we turn to to do some? And we were shit? deep in in <laughs> watching and rewatching series, movies, horror, you know, stuff together. All kinds of a lot of shit. Anyways, like we were watching so much stuff. Yeah. So like there was just a, a just a plethora of shit that we were like into. So it was just like that's a whole lot of stuff to talk about in its own, you know? Yeah. Let alone you got life stuff, you got. It's kind of crazy because, like, as long as we've known each other, as long as, like, people have known each other, you just, once in a while, you think of a story you haven't thought of in a long time, and you're like, oh, man, this one time? And, like, it's just, it, you don't even know where it comes from. It just dawns on you sometimes. I mean, there's a lot of stories, too, that we've told and told the whole friend group, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a known story, but it, it's still funny to tell, to put it out there on air, you know, because yeah. people haven't heard it. Oh, yeah. No, there's a lot of stuff. We've, like, we still, like, there's a whole lot of stuff just not talked about still up yeah. to this point. But, oh, I mean, yeah. through time, it's it's good to, like, that's the thing, though. I feel like I've told some of these stories yeah. so much that yeah. I'm like, I don't really want to tell it. You know what I mean? It's Yeah. It almost feels like like I overdid it in the era that it, well, like, like, John Bunch, shout out to him. <laughs> Yeah. There was a particular story that he loved when I told, and I felt like I just told that story so much. That he I had one like, of the most listened to episodes. The story's Bert. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's he's been a guest. He's part of the cast in the Spotlight Universe. You know, yeah. he's out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we become what we fucking <laughs> talk shit on <laughs> the last couple of episodes. Like, I mean, I get it, but it's yeah. But it's kind of funny, like, it was the same idea as, like, that California stuff when we like, let's make this series. We shot, like, those two. Oh, yeah. shit. They were, they were pretty We funny. should have shot more. I know. Um, <laughs> I still have all the stuff. Yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, no, we should. Uh, we could do a summer one this summer. We could yeah. do something. That shit was pretty... <laughs> I don't even remember the voice or anything I did with that character anymore, though. <laughs> I was some, like, foreign guy. I don't remember what I was doing anymore. <laughs> I'm going to call you Chip. <laughs> oh, man. Those are good times, though. <laughs> Who else? Those oh, are yeah. still on my Instagram. Tyler shot one with us. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. And then we smashed that. He threw the beer upside down. <laughs> and you're like... <laughs> it was... I've never seen that in my life. It landed... Perfectly upside down on the table. It was just dumping out. He's like, oh shit, I still play the character. 
Oh my god. The behind the scenes of make it like that's the thing, during the like backyard wrestling promo era, the behind the scenes of doing that shit was like more fun than the actual promo most yeah. of the time. That shit was everybody like getting ready and doing their shit is just hilarious and <laughs> trying to put yourself in this person's shoes. We had to do that the last show when we did that battle royal thing where you brought uh who was was it Danny Weathers? Danny Weathers. You brought him back. Yeah. That was when Tyler played like three or four characters and he's just like <laughs> running to the back and shit. I'm like, who's next? He's like, fucking I am. I'm taking his shit off. He like just got back. <laughs> he's like, you just go first. Brendan, he fucked everybody. He did. Brandon, what the fuck were you doing, man? <laughs> you missed out. You were gonna win the belt. Yeah. Oh shit. Classic drama times. Haven't thought about that. I mean, I have thought about that in years, but like, now it just seems like it's like it's it's just hasn't been a concern for a long no. time. No. Yeah, but it's still like it's still there, you know. Still a memory. People still like probably remember us. For some of that stuff. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, the thing is, is, like, this following something like that as far as, like, trying to make it, like, trying to get an audience to, like, listen to it or watch it, like, you know, show up for wrestling, for a wrestling backyard event or whatever. Um, it's kind of like now we can take all those experiences plus the shit we like and talk about mm-hmm. and put it into this. So it's like this is still a combination of everything, like, we've been through and done up to this point. And it's just like, it's ongoing, so it's just like, there's always more shit. So, I mean, I didn't know how it was going to work. So, like, I guess it's not the dumbest question in the world for somebody that doesn't necessarily see it that way, but just the question of, they're like, oh, do you guys run out of things to talk about? It's just like, not really, like, you just kind of, like, I feel like... There's shit happening constantly. There's always shit happening, and, like, we, there's just endless stuff to go over, people to bring in, the dynamic of the conversation changes all that much more... With everybody that's, that comes in. Mm-hmm. So, and to be honest, like, it's one thing, like, finally to, to see it sprout and to see this, you know, these seeds fucking, uh, these seeds kind of grow and, like, see in the fucking, like, just the branches of the shit branch off. Like, just who we started with as far as our guests, as far as our early people, and people saw, like, that those people were, like, guests and more people possibly were interested to come on. You know, because we had people talk to us when we first launched it, like, with five. With, you know, fucking... That's still one of the most watched of all time. That's, like, the first episode we used music, too. It's like... Coma yeah. White by Marilyn Manson. That was a hard-ass <laughs> fucking song. That was the Good first song. song we ever used. And, uh... That was a fun... Like, that was fun. I Like, I think about that. I listened to that song recently. But, uh... It still comes up on my shuffle because uh, I typically just shuffle my things. Yeah, and I guess I have quite a bit with him in there. But I don't know. I think it's uh, I think it's pretty cool though. Where what the hell point was I getting at with that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I mean, we started like way back oh, then. Yeah, just, it, and it just fucking yeah, the dynamic and. Yeah, like, you don't, yeah, you don't, it's just, you don't really run out of things to talk about. You you kind of learn how to elaborate 
on yeah. the details more in a way. That's what I was kind of getting at earlier. So I feel like at the beginning I didn't really necessarily have my own voice. Like I felt like I was trying to put on more of a performance because mm-hmm. I felt like that's what was needed, you know. So I was like almost imitating voices I'd heard on podcasts probably to almost like make it feel like it was more of a podcast when it was in reality it's like you just do your own fucking thing there's so many podcasts out there everybody's got their own dynamic yeah but I remember like we like for episode what was it like two Center, we came back from that helium comedy show and like we was were that two we were like drunk like or part like partly drunk still and we were fucking shooting I thought that was even later than that that was, that was like two early. like that was uh and where I looked at what time we posted it or what um like the date that we actually shot or whatever I was like it was like in the a it was like one something a.m. or two <laughs> like we didn't even get back we like shot it like then but also it was early on so I think it was only about an hour maybe a little more or less yeah because remember we only had the uh, the hour thing at first and we didn't know how to do the you know put the whole thing together so we definitely learned more as we went on yeah um yeah we thought we could only do an hour at a yeah. time yeah Look at how that's changed. Now we're fucking yammering on almost yeah. three hours. Well, we just that. reset the record. <laughs> Kyle Henley, man. The Iron Man came back to to make sure to watch his throne. Oh, yeah. He reset the record for the He's not going to allow it for, the for anybody time. else to have a longer episode. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> At this point, after that one, it's not going to no. happen. <laughs> it was like almost every bit of five hours. Yeah, that was that was for sure. If you are gonna take a trip out of state, that would take you the whole time. Yeah. Or if you're in California or Texas, probably in state. Shit, if you're, you know, worldwide somewhere in Europe, it might take you out of country. <laughs> Listen to that fucking episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got a uh, man. I, I wonder how many hours he's racked up all in all. I mean, because that's sixteen hours plus all the residual minutes and shit. That's definitely seventeen hours. Yeah. Yeah, that dude's. He's been at it. Every time he comes in, we put at least three, three and a half hours in. Usually more. Yeah. Four hours every episode. I didn't even know it was that long every episode. I thought the at least one of them would be in the threes, but I guess not. The first one was four, and that was like about four flat. And like 12 held the ground until the Bastards of the Cream. And, uh, and then that held it until the four-year anniversary. But to be honest, like it kind of made sense. And I looked back and... I guess the timing of when we dropped and shot an episode in 2020 didn't really match up with what would have been our two or our one year anniversary, so we didn't really have a one year anniversary specifically. But for our two year, our friend obviously Tyler Stevens was our guest because we did make it the two year for that one, and then last year it was Savannah and Brady for our three year. Mm. So then this year it was Kyle. That's kind of cool though. Yeah. Um, like. Because, I mean, if, if it was some pretty pretty big 
you know, guest. Yeah. If it would have been, uh, a, like, if it would have been a one year, like, the nearest episodes would have been solo episodes anyway. I was thinking, like, 21 was near that time, but it was actually a little later than that. So I was like, now it would be, like, 19 or 20 year, maybe more around 20. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a long, it's been a long road. It's kind of wild though, because it's one thing, as I was trying to say before, before we got way off subject, but that tends to happen on here. You've been listening, you know, uh, like it's one thing to be able to get people in here, but then to get some of your favorite people and some of your favorite, like the people that know how to conversate and that's probably not even a word. But have a conversation and elaborate and just be like a good storyteller. It's like bringing them back, getting them back on again. It's like, then that's people that want to come on again. And like, it's, that just shows you, it's just like, oh yeah, like that's, they kind of believe in what we're doing here. Like they, you know, they, they want to, they want to be part of it. And like, not just once, but you know, they want to share their, their piece of it. Everybody's got more to say. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of cool. Uh, that we've been able to do that, and, and there's been a lot of people that have been on twice, like some people in like groups, or some people in um, just another solo, mm-hmm. but it's kind of, it's wild, our people definitely kind of built a foundation, it's an interesting group that we've got, we've got an interesting roster, yeah, it, yeah, it's kind of funny if you look back at them, because every guest, I mean every person is different, but all of our our range of guests has been pretty vastly different, you know? Like, we're pretty good about, like, extending the invite and just stretching our arms out to everyone who really wants to, mm-hmm. who we think would be good. Like, I think we did pretty good at it without just being, like, one thing, you know, like, oh, they think this, or oh, they're into this, so mm-hmm. let's have them on, like, we... Half the time, I don't even know what the episode's going to be like when a guest comes on. I'm like, I don't, I don't know this person, or I don't, <laughs> like, who knows how this is going to go, but it's usually pretty solid. Yeah. At the very least. <clears throat> like, most of the time, I don't know, maybe, yeah, we just got better at doing it, too, with yeah. the guests, because I, like, we can make, I feel like our dynamic of just kind of, like, chilling. And we're like, oh, we're drinking a little bit, we're doing whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like, then the guest is like, oh, this is just, we're just hanging out, you know, like, they might come in with a certain kind of energy, and we're not, like, not that we're not, like, taking it seriously, but we're not, like, overly professional about it to where they feel, like, a little uptight and nervous. You know? Yeah, you gotta have a certain, like, presentation, <laughs> you gotta take it seriously enough to care and nurture it, but not at the expense of absorbing all the fun out of it, yeah. you know what I mean? If that makes sense, like that, I feel like that's a pretty indicative way of putting it, Uh, but, you know, we care about it, we want to see it grow, but at the same time, like it's, you know, it's not the reason, like it's not, to stress ourselves out, that's not the reason we started this, you know? Yeah. Um, So it's fun, like it's, it's really fun, like just seeing people want to come on after asking some people to come on and then growing that based off and that's the other thing is like picking a range and being like oh this person's over here on all this stuff and like the conversation might might go one way and then just going somewhere completely different with somebody like I really like that we can flow with all that 
the, you know, those kind of people. What did Bunch say? He's like, you guys are like the perfect, the perfect two people for this. <laughs> and, uh, so we kind of just, yeah, we can let the conversation just pew, go yeah. where it's going to go. And add enough by based on what we know to sort yeah. of, to be able to connect with almost anybody and everybody that we brought in. Yeah, I try not to bullshit too much if I don't know much about something, because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to get called out for this shit. I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> get called out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were talking about earlier. You think about that yeah. kind of stuff, though. Where you're like, oh, fuck, I sound like an idiot here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, man, I really sounded the way I wanted to come off, and then other times I'd be so are too self-critical to even, uh, to even like, like think for a second that I'm like, wow, through most of the heads of the audience, they're hearing this pass through their head once. And then it's just like, okay, like they're just absorbing like whatever it is, but it's in and out because they're just listening to the ongoing conversation. They're not hanging on each and every word like we would be critiquing something too fucked. Yeah. Critiquing your own performance. (laughs) At the same time, it's fun because me and you have a lot of, uh, similar opinions but also like difference in opinion on certain things but it's funny to accentuate the different ones and make it like (laughs) an absurd just because it's you know what I'm saying it's fun it'd be boring if we were like but it's always fun to have like another take point to see you know like why somebody might stand on something too or even if we have a guest you know or something in here too um and it, and it keeps it interesting. It would be kind of lame if we had the same exact things to say and we had the same opinions yeah. on everything about everything. <laughs> it, be, it wouldn't be that interesting. People, you know? To what? So that's not really normal people. No. Nobody really does that. Uh, but, but at the same time, even on the things we like, me and you both have our individual likes and dislikes about the things we both like. Yeah. So it's like even through <laughs> the interests, there's differences on what our takes are. Yeah. Uh, even about the same things we like. So it's like there's always shit to talk about. Like at the very least, and you, you know, it, it, you don't run out of things to talk about. I can see why somebody would be like, oh, that's... But even if we end up repeating some of the same things over the course of damn near 100 episodes, it's like I've heard so many podcasters repeat some of the same information because somebody might come in and the conversation goes there again and you're like, oh, this was a good point that I heard. I'm going to bring that up again kind of thing. Um but with everybody that comes in, it's that might arise again. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know if that's going to come up or what, but you haven't had that discussion with that person, so maybe they have something completely different to say about it. And that's kind of interesting, though, you know, because it is it does show the range of difference in people. But everybody that's really come in, like for the most part, like everybody's been pretty cool, respectful. Like they get it. They like want to. Everybody always backs yeah. like they're like oh they get the process and stuff. A lot of people like the, the you know what we. Yeah, because we, I mean, we have a little bit of, uh, you know a pattern like a algorithm we sort of follow. Like we do, we have our set thing sort of, but we're still like, open enough to let everybody kind of do their own thing too. Yeah. So it's nice. I mean. We've had way different episodes than others, too. Yeah. Every every episode, th- different things are talked about, so mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. Should we talk about some more things? Should we open up the segment here? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's about time. Alright. So, who wants to go first here? Um, 
Why don't you start it off? Alright. Well, I was watching because got my blog. Everybody knows about it. Eli's Updates with a Z. Check it out. But I review like horror movies and shit. And the last one I watched, I'll probably be reviewing it soon. I tried to start it, but just... I don't really know what to necessarily talk about it. I watched See No Evil. Again, I hadn't watched it in years, you know. But it led me to think, like, what is your take on WWE films? Like, the stuff they released. The Condemned. Uh, what else did we have? The Marine. See No Evil. Legendary. That was another Cena one. Mm-hmm. The Chaperone. Yeah. <laughs> All the Marine movies. Big Show had one. I forget what it was. No. But he definitely had one. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what it was called. But yeah, it's just like... Here's the thing. See No Evil wasn't a bad slasher movie. They, you could tell that they were still, they were still trying there. Where you're like, oh, this could be a decent slasher. Like it was still B, B rate, like a B film. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't any box office horror movie by any means. But it like Jacob Goodnight was a character, the guy that Kane played. They had the typical shit. There was a group of people that he terrorized and shit. Like, it wasn't a horrible movie. It was still poor. I mean, it was a slasher film, so, I mean, it it couldn't be too deep anyways. But The Marine wasn't bad. The first one with Cena. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a horrible movie. The Condemned wasn't bad. No, I like The Condemned. But I feel like it kind of just... They kind of just went further off the path the longer it went. Where it was just kind of like, these are getting kind of shittier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Were all the Marines like all of them WWE movies? I think so because there was the Marine Two was Randy Orton, and then three and four was the Miz. The Miz bragging, yeah. the Marine. I'm five. a movie star. <laughs> that was funny. That was a great heel character though. Thing to do like treat you like you was hot shit for being <laughs> in a fucking fifth installment of a B-rated a series. Straight to DVD. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, the thing is, some of them were good. Like, I, I did like The Condemned, and like, yeah, I'm biased. I mean, it was Steve Austin, like, but I, I did think it was an interesting concept. Like, ten people are, are like, just dropped on an island, and, like, they have to kill each other to the death. I mean, it's fucked, but it's, like, it, you know, yeah. it's for, like, a survival kind of movie or, yeah. like, whatever the fuck. It's interesting. It's I mean, just, like, no evil was fucked. They have to go down to, like, one person. Yeah, that's true. I, uh, I've seen Seen No Evil less, though, and, and it's been longer, I think, since I've seen that. Um, but I have seen it once or, I think I've seen it twice. Uh, but, I was just gonna say, The Condemned, like, ten people. Like, there's, like, two or three women and, like, seven guys, seven, eight guys. And, uh... It was just kind of interesting because it's just like the one that survived went free. And it was kind of an interesting kind of concept, but they had people like pay online and tune in and shit like that. And it was, yeah. but it was like real life, like brutality, but it was kind of interesting. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't horrible. Mm-mm. I mean, it I wasn't, like, I wasn't like, no, no, like great movie or anything, but it was like, you could chill out. I, I could, like, if I was just hanging out and it was on TV, I'd flip it on for a few. You yeah. Know? It's not... No, it's good. 
I mean, it's worth watching at least once. But yeah, like, see, like, the, those first compilation of, like, the mid-2000s, they weren't horrible at the beginning. No. Like, that, the Marine... See, no evil, evil was 06. Yeah. May 19th. Yeah, that was the whole fucking yeah. storyline and stuff. With when it dropped. See, that was the thing. That was weird, too. Where they, like, played it into the story. Like, he was, like, all fucked up over May 19th. It's like, why are they doing this? This is, like... A, th- a movie release is fucking with his character. This is bullshit. This is stupid. <laughs> Just let him play the fucking slasher in the slasher movie and let him play Kane as Kane. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> How is a movie? That <laughs> was stupid as fuck, man. He's like, oh, Jacob Goodnight's coming out. Like, he's doing that somewhere else. Putting hooks in your eyes and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would make sense. No, it wasn't bad. They had Kane do some fucked up stuff in stories. Was your overall topic See No Evil? No, WWE films. No, just WWE movies. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. Not a lot of people, some, maybe a few, but not a lot of people outside of WWE wrestling people really seemed like they saw some of those movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of the horror movie podcasts I listened to reviewed See No Evil recently. And I don't think they were like... I think one of them was a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them weren't. So they were just kind of like, ah, like I know like it's a WWE movie. I've heard of Kane or whatever. But... I mean, like, yeah, but it doesn't seem like it really branched out a lot further than the fan base yeah. that we were in. Maybe it, like... I mean, it wasn't getting commercial, like trailer commercials on fucking primetime TV. You know, so people weren't going to really discover it unless it was an indie film that just took off. And none of them were really good enough to be that. They weren't really indie films, but they might as well have been because the quality of them weren't like... They weren't big budget movies. Necessarily. Like, none of them really were. They weren't like big Hollywood releases, you know? I would agree, though, with, uh, like, the Marine 06, the Condemned 07. Yes, yeah, 06 as well. Uh, those, that wasn't a bad chain of movies, though. They yeah, were those all three were probably the most much. solid of them all. Uh-huh. Ah, uh, yeah, probably. Well, didn't The Rock have a few? Like, wasn't uh, Walking Tall a WWE film? Was it? It might have been. I don't know. WWE Studios, or I don't know. If it is, then that would probably be included in that group. Yeah, for sure. That wasn't bad. And Johnny Knoxville. The two by four. Yeah. yeah, that was actually pretty cool. But that was towards the end of his like days is just league wrestling. You know what I mean? That was in like oh two yeah. or three. He was gonna go away. Um, WWE films though. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they're very praised. But I mean, I can't really put them over. Yeah, because they're not like if you look at. I know Maybe what they I are. should look some of them up and see the list we got here yeah. of them. I know what they like. I know what they are, and I know they're, they might not be the most excellent quality films. But like, I haven't even seen a lot of them in years and years. You know, I don't know what they're putting out. I never saw the Chaperone. I never saw whatever the little tiny or whatever the big shows movie was. So it's the Marine, see no evil, fighting with my family. 
I, I didn't see that one. No, that might have been good. Who knows? Yeah, I could, I could, I'd probably watch that one. See No Evil Two. I didn't watch that. That was the game, twenty fourteen. Yeah. Uh, twelve rounds. That was another scene of one. I watched that one. Yeah. That one wasn't bad. It was like he was racing against the time to like save some people and shit. It wasn't horrible. Was it Marine better though? Probably. I would, yeah, I'd probably say it was overall. And they had... Because I've seen the Marine, but not 12 rounds. Oh, no, 12 rounds reloaded was the second 12 rounds. Was that, that was, That was the Orton one. Oh. Oh, God. 12 rounds three lockdown was Dean Ambrose. Why? The Marine two... Was Ted DiBiase? Holy fuck! I forgot Ted DiBiase was the Marine too. That is rough. And then the Marine three, four, five, and six was the Miz. And there was the Condemned. And there was the Condemned two, which was Randy Orton. And then there was. The Countdown, which is Dolph Ziggler and Kane. And there was Leprechaun Origins, which is Hornswoggle. <laughs> <laughs> the Chaperone with Triple H. <laughs> oh, no. Vendetta. Oh, The Call was in there. That was Holly Berry when she did that. She was the 911 dispatcher. That yeah. was actually a pretty good movie. But WWE Studios was connected to that with, like, Lionsgate or something. Mm. There's Dead Man Down with Colin Farrell. That might not have been bad. That came out the same year as The Call. So they, I guess they tried to branch out and actually have movies with actual actors and actresses. <laughs> and then they did all those, like, Scooby-Doo meets WrestleMania and... Surf's Up, Wave Mania, Scooby-Doo, Curse and the Speed Demon, fucking Undertaker shit, the Jetsons and Robo Mania, <laughs> Legendary, which was a Cena film. Oh yeah, they did Santa's Little Helper with The Miz too, remember that one in Paige? Yeah, I didn't watch it, but yeah, I remember yeah. the poster. Knucklehead, that was the name of Big Shit. Yeah. I'm going to say fair for Dewey Films. Yeah, they had a lot of them. They had more than I thought. Inside Out was AAA. Yeah. So I could only name a few off my head, but then once I was looking at the list, I was like, fuck. They've released a lot of movies. Or they were, yeah, in production with other companies, too. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I think technically, like, See No Evil was Lionsgate. In WWE Studios. Mm-hmm. So it was like... Because I'm sure... Vince wasn't trying to fork out the money for a whole studio film. <laughs> He's like, let's get a company involved. And, oh, yeah. This is what's best for business, pal. Yeah. He knows what's best for business. He He's made all the right decisions. All, all of them. Morally? Oh, yeah. Great guy. <laughs> Vince, he could be fucking... He could be in cahoots with the devil, and I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) 
He sold his soul. He's got a victory over God. To be the fucking king <laughs> empire of wrestling. <laughs> Alright, I'll give you this company, Sean, but you better not touch these territories. You sit up here in New York. Alright, Dad. I'll take care of it. I'm gonna fucking rule everything! <laughs> he just... <laughs> he bought them all out. No, he took all the biggest stars. Yeah. <laughs> Which is basically the same thing. You, If you take the draw, there goes a lot of the money. I mean, honestly, though, what he did was the smartest thing that you could have did for wrestling. And for wrestling, yeah. It created like, a lot of fans. And, I mean, it, it did make and it. they're worldwide now. Like, yeah. everybody cares about you, you. The thing is, no matter what, even if WWE sometimes, if they're putting out a sloppy, creative project or whatever, the thing is, you want it to thrive because they are the big dogs. So, like, you want at least, maybe if you're not in every storyline, you want at least what they're doing to be... Credible, like well told, just uh, you know what I'm saying, to, for it to like look good. Like, yeah. You want it to be, you want it to be sound because they're the number one company. Like you want a good representation of like yeah, pro wrestling. Just that's, I mean, they're always gonna put on segments that are kind of just bullshit. But yeah. it's like, yeah, they can't. I mean, everything can't be a home run either. I guess you know. It's like some things are going to, especially if other things are home runs, it's going to make other things seem like they fell more flat, you know, because it's yeah. like, oh, well, that wasn't that. I think, I really think no matter what, AEW is such a good help to wrestling in general because it got a lot of people on both sides excited again because they're like, oh, man, this is an alternative, a credible alternative to WWE. And at the same time, WWE, like, people got off their feet and actually, like, started really caring again, like, the audience is... I mean, there's still kids in there, obviously, but I feel like as it's maybe taken a more mature, a maturer tone, at least in the PG era, it's like, because it's also more sports oriented because the, you know, a lot of the people who report them, like wrestlers getting, you know, interviewed on uh, ESPN and shit like that. Yeah. Triple H promoting all the shit. It feels like it's at least being more taken seriously. Like, I guess it was what they call the reality era, like following the PG era, just because everything's out there now with social media. People know about shit. People know it's, but they're they're constructing it like it's a, you know, with the the big fight field talk and all this kind of shit. They're like, oh well, even though it's it's, it's pro wrestling, it's still they're talking about it like it's a huge kind of deal, like it's sports oriented thing. Yeah. So I'm like, that's good for it because you want it to have the most, you know, you don't want it to compromise the products, but you want the most mainstream attention just because it's exciting for wrestling to be huge again, you know. Yeah. So it's like. It was all. It was nothing but a good. Uh, it's nothing. It's been nothing but good for the wrestling business that AEW came to be, because it gave a lot more people wrestlers like a, a like a wage to live on too. Like live on, not even just like it changed a lot of shit. So like it not only did that, but I feel like it definitely made WWE like especially some of their shit the last like six months up their up the ante. You know what I mean? And just kind of start putting together better matches and start really oh, yeah. fucking telling better stories not that all of them like you said are a home run but it really kind of made them care about some of the stuff you do wish they they cared more with like they reintroduced a bunch of titles now so like the women's championships aren't exclusive to one brand and so now the brand split shit won't be all fucked up and then they put one world title on each brand because they put combined Roman's titles now but it's funny because he's carrying around all three (laughs) like it fits his character but it's funny but I'm sure once 
if it ever happens once the belts get off him, then the person that beats him will carry around one. You know? You would think. I'm sure they're not going to carry around three. <laughs> yeah, there's no. They're yeah, not going to have Paul Heyman to carry two of them. No. <laughs> Just lay them all on top of each other on your shoulder. Paul Heyman, man, he's just satisfied as fuck. It's he he just he surrounds himself with a winner all the time. He's like, this is the guy. And then as soon as he falls a little bit, he's like, fuck you, I'm going with this guy now. Yeah. But yeah, uh, fair thing. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, that makes sense, because they didn't get necessarily the highest praises either. I don't think I can give them the highest praises either, just like, honestly. They're not, not the they're, it's not like they're like, their movies, their studio company and their movies they released have like, took off, mm-hmm. you know, but they've, they're known within the fan base. So. And there are people that are like, say beyond that, if they're a horror fan, they might have seen it just because they've seen they've a seen, lot like, of seen stuff. They've seen Evil and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they've seen a lot of stuff. So they're like, oh, I've seen, you know, that. Um, so, I mean, there's probably intersecting, like, overlaps with some people that see it. But by and large, I feel like most people that know about it knew about it via wrestling. And maybe, like, the siblings of people that watch wrestling and did shit like that saw it and other shit. But, like... By and large, I don't think it was... The biggest was, fault that See No Evil had was they didn't kill the dickhead. There was a... You know how in every slasher movie, in the group, mm-hmm. there's a fucking dickhead. Oh, yeah. And you look forward to seeing him get fucked up. And it happens, and you're like, ah, oh, they got it. But See No Evil, there was a dickhead, and he was one of the survivors. And it was supposed to be like, oh, he fucking, he turned a new leaf, he had to help everybody else survive. No, fuck that. He was a piece of shit. <laughs> I was looking forward to seeing him die. <laughs> Is that one of the big things you look forward to in horror movies, seeing the, the mean, asshole bite the dust? Yeah, I guess. Like, it's one of, it's it's a satisfying part of a slasher film. Is yeah. seeing the, the dickhead just like, oh, thank God. You know, he fucking got your ass. You know? Because <laughs> you feel fucked up for rooting for the slasher sometimes. But you don't feel too bad when the slasher's fucking up a piece of shit. You know? Then you yeah. feel a little justified in rooting for the slasher. Because as a horror fan, you can't help but root for the slasher. You have people that, like, you have certain characters that draw your empathy. But... You don't necessarily, like, typically if you're tuning into a Friday the 13th, you're rooting for Jason. You're like, I'm here to see Jason. He's he's the, the <laughs> long game person. Like, the, yeah. the chances are the, the lead, you know, people, like, you're not going to be able to get that attached to because they're not Sydney Prescott. They're not going to survive all this shit. Yeah, they're fucking... she's, she's like the survivor girl. Same with if Lori's yeah. in there, then you're rooting for Lori. But most of them... But you still like Michael. They're in one movie and they might survive, but then they're either not seen again in the next movie or killed at the very beginning sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they're not really, you can't really get attached to the protagonists sometimes in those movies. And and almost because the villains become more entertaining and they survive in fucking weird or cool they ways. They find a way to come back. And it's just, it's almost, that's why they become, you know, the real, like you're like, oh man, like the Phantom's about them, you know. 
Yeah. They're there. It's like they're just, they're more interesting, like, sometimes. And sometimes the villains, like, that. that's what, the unknown, too, is what keeps some of the villains interesting. Like, is that they're, I mean, I guess motive is always interesting, too. But, especially some villains, like, maybe, like, a Joker kind of villain that, like, you don't always know, like, the ambition or, like, the motivation or whatever. It's interesting because they can be interesting longer because there's just things you don't know about them or, like, your heroes, you feel yeah. like you almost know everything about them. Because they're supposed to be honest. Well, sometimes your villains can teach you things about your heroes. So you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. They're human, too. They did some fucked up things. Yeah. You know? So it's... It's interesting. Yeah. Where are we at here? What did uh, What do you say about... I mean, do you think Ferris... I'd probably say that as well. Like, I, don't, I wouldn't say they're underrated. Because I don't necessarily no. think they've released, like, a banger. No. Of a film. No. No way. But... I mean, they've released watchable movies. And then some of them probably haven't been watchable. And some of them, that's the thing, looking up the list, I was like, I don't even know, I didn't even know they released half of these. Yeah. I didn't know they released six Marines in fucking two, three twelve rounds, or yeah, three twelve rounds and two condemns and shit. I didn't know about all that, but yeah, I'd probably say fair too, because... I mean, they're not the most known. They released some okay movies. They released some real piles of shit, I'm sure. But they're not in the movie business. They're in the wrestling business. So, <laughs> what do we want from them? Yeah, I want for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Since it just aired the other night on a uh, not necessarily the most popular day of the week to have a show, what do you think about this? It's not the first time, keep in mind, because back in the day there was Saturday programming and whatnot. Um, people tuned in. Maybe that was mornings for kids and shit like that. But throughout time, I mean, they've had wrestling shows different days of the weeks. You know, a lot of the time, pay-per-views mostly on Sundays, yeah. sometimes on a different night. Uh, but what do you think about having a Saturday night per wrestling show? I mean, is it a good decision? Is it is it not a good night of the week? To the thing is, you know as well as I do. Obviously, it'd be dumb for them to be like, "All right, well, let's put it on Monday." Or I mean, maybe not dumb, but you know, there's be, a lot of people. Real tough. It would be. It, it would be tough. And Monday or Friday. I mean, they have Rampage, but it's after SmackDown, and yeah, now Rampage is like. Don't even have Rampage. Or just keep it to where it's kind of some of the talent they're trying to build and make yeah. it like their show kind of thing. But I mean, how long is TNT going to want to keep that contract if it's... They can really make Collision something cool, I think, if they if they want to. Yeah, and I will say before I even get into it, I thought Saturday Night's Alright for Fighting by Elton John was the perfect entrance song. In cap, it's a Saturday night wrestling show, mm -hmm. and it's a song about Saturday night like getting in a brawl. No, that was cool. So I it's like perfect. That. I read that that's the one that Tony Khan like they paid for like to use, and I was like, it's oh, great. Man, that is a. And then whenever you saw the intro, it was kind of yeah. Uh, I mean, okay, well, so after nine and a half months in the uh, infamous post media scrum and then post media media scrum brawl, CM Punk fucking came back was on TV. Yep. So that was. Yeah, that I mean that opening promo what you think was about, about what you'd expect from Punk. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, 
That was like, I watched that because I was like, I'm not even going to get through this whole show because I, I didn't watch it live, but like on Sunday I was like, I'm going to at least watch the beginning because I know Punk's going to start the show. Mm-hmm. There's no way they're not going to let him because like the crowd's going to The, the gonna crowd is going to hijack the show. Yeah. They would have been like, shoot the whole time. Yeah. So, I mean, I knew it had to be that he was going to start it. And my girlfriend, like Haley, she was even asking, she was like, so is he like playing the character here, or is he like is he him? And I'm like I'm, I mean this is punk. This That's kind of it's what he always does. Like I don't necessarily think in AEW especially he gets much of a script. Like I feel like they're just like oh punk's gonna be. Punk. Yeah, he's got a lot of creative control. So he just goes out there and talks as him. Not much. even necessarily creative control as far as like I'm gonna go over all these people or something like that, but creative control as far as whatever development he sees his character like needing or what he wants to do on air he can probably do and talk you know promo wise or whatever like he probably has a lot of creative over what he wants to say which but he's could be for better or worse but he's got the experience to well yeah because look i'm i'm a punk fan dude like literally he's probably in my top like he's in my top 25 of all time Mm -hmm. but we're at 15 to 20 20 to 25 in my, because I, I was talking to Tyler and we're like, the next time we get together, we might do, redo our list and see where everything's still lying. And I think he's still sitting in 20 to 25. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's still damn good if you think about well, all the fucking wrestlers out there. We know so many wrestlers. <laughs> like, there's so many people that would be interesting to entertain for that list that, like, it really does... It sounds like a lot to be like, oh, it's not even necessarily... But, like, there's 25 on there, but there's, you know, 250 more credible wrestlers at the least that are not on there. Like, oh, yeah. credible. That are, so it's like, that are known names. Yes. So it's like... So, yeah. But, like, I, I'm honest about Punk. Like, I'm not the fan that, like, Tyler is yeah. of him by any means. But I think he's a great wrestler and he's a good character. Like he, yeah. he's good at what he is. But there's the rebellious t- character. There's a lot of times. Cool. That, yeah, he was almost like the new generation Stone Cold in ways. Not that but he, he was also the first Stone Cold. Yeah, but he was kind of like fighting against the authority. He was like, "Fuck you!" Like yeah. I'm going to do what I want to do. He was the ideal employee, kind yeah. of, or the ideal. He was the uh, tattooed punk. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but, you know, he really was kind of the first indie guy. You know how I always talk about that crop of, like, the ROH guys that came along. But punk was before them. Because yeah. a lot of them were at their hit, you know. So, he like, was he was kind of the first dude. indie guy that made it to that level. And, like, he's before Daniel Bryan and stuff, yeah. too. Like, he was the so, guy. Because he made his debut in, like, 99 or something like that. Brian Danielson. Yeah, and I mean, but I'm honest with him in the fact that I don't agree with everything he says or mm-hmm. does. I think some of it, honestly, is childish and immature. But it's like, undeniably, he's a draw, and he's he's going to get eyes, and he's going. People listen to what he has to say. Mm-hmm. I listen to what he has to say as a wrestling fan. It's like. Oh, if I know Punk's gonna be on there cutting a promo, or if I'm just watching, mm-hmm. and he oh here comes Punk, and he's grabbing a mic. Yeah, I'm dropping my phone and I'm listening to what's about to happen. You you yeah. always think too, like because he's got that you know, Mysteria, like that um, 
mystique, I should say, about him that you're like, like, what if he's going to just turn and he's going to shoot this instead of, instead of just, you know, sticking to whatever script he had? Like, what if he just turns this into a shoot and says some real shit? Like, you don't, you don't know when it's going to get real kind of with him. You know what I mean? Or like, if at all kind of, because even rewatching some of those old segments with Triple H and shit, you know that he actually felt a lot of those things that he said. So I'm like, I wonder like how they worked all that in because he, because Vince has his hands on a lot of and stuff. And Triple H, but kind of got to talk. Yeah, but he that's the way he they felt. wanted to say. Yeah, and I mean, I like it's good if you can do that in a business environment and stay professional about it, as long as you don't fucking break out in a brawl backstage. Yeah, like it fucking brawl out. That was yeah. then. Yeah. I mean, then it's okay. Same with, like, you know, Edge and Matt Hardy did it back in the day with all the shit with Lita and that crazy shit. It was yeah. like, they somehow were able to tie it into a storyline, and those two were professional enough to be professional about Dude, it. Vince, like, that's what I'm saying. Vince, like, that's, they did that shit. Yeah. So it's like, but he, I mean, got Vince he got doesn't, they hate, they he doesn't hold back. Other. They hated each other. They legitly despised each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And especially in that era when they were doing all that stuff. Yeah, like 2005. It's just... I mean, the wrestling business is what it is. And Punk, like he even said in, like, Collision, like, when he came out and cut that promo, like... They're, like... I have the mindset at times, after Brawl Out especially, I felt like, dude, Punk, you're in your 40s, dude. Like, you are the veteran. You are... You pra- like you praise yourself on being the straight edge guy. You're the straight edge guy. You're the veteran. Like you should be the leader in the locker room that kind of is able to guide these guys and be cool with these guys and give them direction. So like I felt like, dude, come on, like you. How are you the one causing some pro? Like, how are you the one getting involved in problems when you when you should be the one being the leader? But he's not lying when he says, "Like, I am the truth." Like he said on Collision, like he he doesn't hold. Like he's just him. He just yeah, comes out and he, he just says what he says. I'm the one true, genuine article in a business full of counterfeit bucks. Yeah, he said that was a shot of the young Ooh. bucks for sure. But <laughs> that's the thing too is I like all those guys. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's tough, but it's like I don't, I don't. There's no way I'm gonna dislike Punk at this point either, mm-hmm. unless he just he's hot like. If you look at his stint in WWE and AEW, like, yeah, I'm sure the pro wrestling business in itself is, there's a lot of bullshit going on behind stage with people in cahoots with each other, people in each other's other's back pockets, or people that are better with the boss than other people and stuff, and that plays a part in everything. Mm -hmm. But, at this point, it has to be known between WWE and AEW Punk's not the easiest to work with. No. By any stretch of the imagination. He, if he has a fucking, any sort of a problem, he's gonna let you know about it. (laughs) But like, I can't really knock him too hard either, because like, 
Obviously, at, what at he's least, doing... At least he is coming on the camera mm-hmm. and being him. He's not hiding anything from The thing anybody. is, is, like, <laughs> at least what he's doing, like, is resonating with people clearly, or he wouldn't have the popularity, the magnetism that he does. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm interested in seeing. I know he got that reaction in Chicago. Yeah. I don't expect he's going to get that reaction everywhere. No. By any imagine, Like, I don't, I don't really see him... That's why I think, he, I think now is the time. Punk is a stellar heel. Yeah. Go for it. That's why I think he opened up that that those floodgates and he's just like, you can cheer me, you can boo me, and he's like, you. Can he might call just me. be a doubt. Like he might just be, you know, the antihero. He could be just him. Like fuck it. If you're gonna boo me, boo me. I'll say fuck you. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna cheer him, then all right, that's cool too. This is why, like, the discussion... We it could with, be cool to do the Brett thing that they did with Brett in, like, 96, 97, where it was like he mm-hmm. got booed everywhere but Canada. Yeah. I can see Punk just getting a monster reaction in Chicago yeah. and kind of booed everywhere In else. all the rest of the states. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be kind of interesting. <laughs> but what are you saying? Um, pull back the switch for a second. What, what, what were we Collision. Saying? Saturday night wrestling shows. Yeah, um, I don't know what I was just gonna say, but I will say like, no, it was cool to see like Miro back on TV, Andrade back on TV. It was a solid Samoa Joe. Like it was a solid. It has a chance to be something different, and that set looked awesome for the show. I mean, I know that was the United Center and everything, Mm -hmm. but like that, it just looked awesome. Like the just the atmosphere felt different, and I'm like, they needed to be distinctly different than. Dynamite. So is it going to be like a Raw and SmackDown, you think, where it's going to be Dynamite and Collision? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, kind of, but they're not going to do, I don't know if they're going to do the hard brand split type stuff. Well, maybe. I mean, some of the guys will be on both. I think they, as far as I know, the champion will be on both, but you saw that he had the belt that he won in his bag. Yeah. I mean, he didn't unveil it. But I mean... It was the belt. He's not champ anymore. No. So... Unless they're going to do a brand split, so I don't know they're what gonna they're have doing. Two world champs, yeah. Which almost, no. I don't know if that'd be smart for AEW at this point to do. Or unless they're gonna build towards like an MJF Punk match for both builds, yeah. Because he did beat him, you know. I don't see MJF necessarily losing in the near future. Yeah, I don't know. Like at this point, they want to. He's gonna do it. Yeah, you know. Well, and the thing is, you cannot have Punk come back again and put the belt right back on him because this shit, like, both twice now, he won the belt and he got injured like fucking within days after. Mm-hmm. Within four days after, like both times. That's also the thing that's kind of going to be interesting to see with him is he's older. He's, he's been out like of business was... for a long stretch and then a short stretch. Mm-hmm. So, like, is he going to be able to not... Is he injury-prone? Yeah. You know? He seems like he was working more carefully, even in that six-man, than he was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Than he was. But it's just, like, you... Yeah, that was the thing. Like, that dog collar match with MJF, like, that was brutal shit. That was badass, though. That was awesome. I don't know if he's... That pay-per-view... Gonna come back... Revolution. ...and do that again. Yeah. Revolution 2022 was lights. Fuck. Oh, was that great. was a badass pay-per-view. That and Double or Nothing 2022. Both. Yeah. Well, and All Out 2021. Yeah. With That was with that Lucha Brothers Young Bucks Steel Cage yeah, match. Yeah, that was a great match. Yeah. 
was going to say, we got full gear. We got that whole season of pay-per-views. Full gears whenever Hangman took it off of Kenny. Yeah. That was supposed to be in St. Louis, and then they fucking canceled it, and it was somewhere else. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, then Jeff had to go get in fucking trouble. We didn't get that match. So what do you think, uh, having a wrestling show on a Saturday night? I think having anything on a, on a Saturday night is a risk. Because yeah. less people are, just generally, less people are in the house watching TV on a Saturday night. Yeah. Because a lot of people are off on Sunday. If they're people not off on out. Saturday, they're people off on out. Sunday. So it's, it's a risk, but it is kind of a cool idea. There isn't one on that night. It's a weekend, so people you don't got to worry about people being having to miss it for work or anything like that. But it's mm-hmm. just getting past the people that Saturday night's the most popping night of the week. People are out doing shit that night a lot of times. Or Friday, yeah. So, yeah. So, it's just like... It's tough, but... I, I don't think it's a bad business decision. They did Friday Night Smackdown, and that's still going. Mm-hmm. So, if AEW is able to kind of sustain, and I think Punk that's being why back it might be being smart. a part of Collision yeah. will help it, for I, sure. I think the biggest, and let's make no mistake, like he is the biggest star by the merch sales, by the metrics, by the ratings. So, putting the biggest star on your new show... Uh, not a bad idea. It's probably the best idea because you're still you're still more likely going to be able to retain most of your Wednesday audience anyway, and it's going to help the Saturday show. Mm. So it's probably not a bad idea. Plus, with all the backstage, you would think though that they would they would come together to make something happen though. Like it would be so cool if it all out they actually had that six man or whatever with FTR and the Bucks and Kenny. But I don't know. But uh, if it was Vince, you know, like we just said. He got Matt Hardy and Edge whenever they had like every reason just to despise. Each- they did despise each other, and he got them to work a program for months with each other. Yeah. So I don't know how they worked those matches out. They threw stiff punches at oh, each other's yeah. faces and shit. Yeah. Like multiple times. <laughs> Honestly, looking at it, and I'm more of an Edge fan. <laughs> Matt Hardy had more of a right to throw those stiff bunches. Oh, yeah. No, he did. Much more. He did. (laughs) (laughs) Probably more on Matt's side in that scenario. Yeah. But, I mean, it was somehow they were able to do it, you know? Yeah. And the fact that both of them were on board to do it. Like, that, that says something. And they were younger men than Punk and the Bucks and Kenny. Yeah. And all of them are at this point. So it's, you guys should be mature enough to be able and to work his 40s, dude. something out. Yeah. Like, don't be children. <laughs> I know Punk is an issue in the backstage. I'm sure he is at times. But also, as the Bucks, as VPs, you have a certain standard to uphold as well. Mm-hmm. And you gotta see to that to be able to communicate and work with everyone. If you're the VP of the fucking company, you gotta be able to talk to everybody. A lot of people don't go in and fucking start fights either. Yeah. So it's like it, it, there's a little bit to blame on everyone. Yeah. 
But he's back now. It's wild because it just seemed like at first a lot of people wanted to turn against him and everything. And it's just now it's just like, well, he's back. So it's it's. I am just interested to see what happens going forward for sure. Yeah, it'll so, be interesting. Yeah, as you said, what was your final decision on the Saturday thing? I'd probably say it's it's a fair thing to do. Like it's, I wouldn't say it's underrated because it's going to be tough. Yeah, AEW's already. I mean, without like, I'm not saying Punk's the whole company because they got a lot of great talent over yeah. there. But like, without Punk, like they were already struggling with Dynamite ratings, ratings and yeah. attendance yeah. at cities and stuff. So like, where they're selling out a lot of places. It'll be them. tough to establish yourself on a Saturday night when you're not the most established wrestling company. But I mean, I admire the chance and. They could make it work, and it could be. I mean, it could be a cool staple for a mm-hmm. Saturday night. Even if you don't watch it on Saturday night, like a lot of people, there's so many ways to record games now. It. You know, and the thing is, is like it's it was a super good move too to put Punk on that show because then it's just like oh shit, like you're still gonna want to tune in to see what he said. That's a thing to do. Yeah, they come to town with Collision now. It'll be on a Saturday. Yeah. Less people are going to be at work. More people are likely to attend. Well, and I like that too. Like a live Saturday, like that's like live shows are oh, a lot of fun. Yeah. You know? Um. But uh, do you want to take a break? Yeah. And we'll come time. back with our other two good, the bad, and the shits. Everybody, stick with us. This is episode number ninety-three. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with more of the good, the bad, and the shits in our 93rd episode of Casting the Spotlight. Solo episode for the old school fans. Oh, yeah. For the new fans, we're who started this venture. You don't forget it. But, if you listen this far, you know what the good, the bad, and the shits is. You know what's going on. Oh, we do it every time. It's a big one. Am I up here? Yep. You know what? Let's just stick in the wrestling vein of things. Why not? Uh, what do you think of Gunta? His title reign. His Intercontinental title reign. It's like the longest reigning champ of Intercontinental champ of like the modern era. Yeah. I think they're going to have him try to break Honky Tonk's record. Yeah. So, what do you think of that? You're a fan of Gunta? You think he's deserving? I like him, yeah. Think he's going to move up to the main event? He predicts he's going to be in a main event match at WrestleMania 40. That's his prediction. Which, I mean... Because I saw him do like an interview just as a normal guy. Where he was like, main event. When they asked him like where he expects to be at WrestleMania 40. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that's a good answer. Because why wouldn't you say that? Yeah. But, 
I think he definitely has potential to move up to the main event. I think eventually he'll have to probably lose the IC belt for that to happen. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how long he'll hold it. I don't know who will take it from him. Could be Riddle. He kind of got a rivalry like brewing. But it'll be interesting. He's like just like a fucking, I don't know, he like just a stiff dude, you know? Like he just mm-hmm. chopped the fuck Oh, yeah, he's a physical. He's a physical, hard-hitting wrestler. He'll beat for you sure. down. Like guys leave like beat red after. I think him. after he does drop the belt, that's obviously the best time to push him towards the main event scene, you know, and have him kind of stick in there for a while. Obviously, yeah. A lot of the top guys, and or even not even the top guys, but just guys coming up, like the guys that we see as quote unquote coming up in the business. Like, after this new age of legends who we grew up with are exiting, th- those guys are already old. You know, yeah. like, Gunter's not young. Freaking Damian Priest, he's like 40, 41, some shit like that. Like, a lot of these guys are already up there. Yeah. Even, like, um, Sammy and KO Seth aren't young. and Roman. Yeah, yeah, they're like, Roman's like, what, 38 and Seth's like 36. Yeah, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Think about because when we were kids, it was like, once they were coming up to the late 30s, early 40s, it was like, uh-oh, they're hanging it up for sure soon. Yeah. You know. Guys are making it a lot longer now. I think also what some of them are wanting to do is just, you know, Stick in, leave a legacy for a while, but not stay in too long and try to yeah. try to leave some money. Which I mean, it's not about the money per se, but like you want, you know, your body. Of guys, it is your though, body or your 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 body has like a shelf life, though. You know, especially like in a physical sports or uh, something entertainment field wise. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever you're like a stuntsman, I'm sure you can't do it for that. Like you can't do it for too long. Take all the high risk spots. Yeah. Or I mean, you can, but you just gotta change up your style and only do those spots as like the finish. Yeah. Cause yeah, there's some guys that like you, like Darby and even like Montez and stuff like that. Like, probably not gonna be doing all that stuff forever. Yeah. So. That's what's tough about those guys, because I like both of them a lot, but... I think if he had a longer reign with the Intercontinental Championship than Honky Talk Man, it would be... And it's been incredible, like, and he still defends it a lot, you know what I mean? And he's a believable, like, get-the-job-done, hard-hitting son of a bitch, like... You know what I mean? He just comes in and, and he likes better like, than he used to. He fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, he looks like he's... Oh yeah, gonna have a showdown with somebody like, and it's gonna be fucking. And he's got physical. like the he's got the actual like physical look like his face that he's just like coming in to fucking do work. Yeah, like, like he's, he's a like, wrestler, like he's <laughs> trying to come in to fucking defend his honor. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think it's. Uh, I feel he's like he's got pretty recognized. Yeah. Oh, he does. He does. 
I feel like he's been pretty recognized and respected, like at least within the community. Do you think? Yeah, I, th- I feel like a lot of people talk pretty highly of him right now at this point. That he's going to probably be, you know, one of the bigger names coming up for sure. Uh, he. I predict he'll probably hold a world title if he continues on the path he is right now. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like the next inevitable spot for him after he loses the IC belt at this point would be main event status in some mm-hmm. capacity. I can see him facing even... I can see him having like a series with Brock or something. That could be pretty good. Mm-hmm. He's at 374 days right now as IC champ. Damn. And Honky Tonk had 454. What was that ring from? Like, what uh, what was the dates? Uh, Let's see. I don't know. I just saw the... Chris Jericho still holds... The most. The most, yeah. Let's see here. Crap Patterson. The ultimate warrior. Jericho's got like what nine? Something like that? Yeah, Jericho's yeah. got nine. So Honky Tonks was June 2nd, 1987 to August 29th, 1988. 87, 88. Yeah, June to August, lost it to Ultimate Warrior. SummerSlam. Two SummerSlams in a row. Warrior won the ICU belt. He didn't have any, like, uh, clean... There wasn't, like, a lot of clean finishes on him for a long time. Like, nobody really beat him cleanly, you know? Warrior? Yeah. Well, like, because even the slaughter thing, like, when they got the belt off him, wasn't it, like, a dirty finish? Yeah, I would have But they also... Because slaughter was... He was, like, the son of a bitch heel at that point. Yeah. They also, uh... Just seemed... Like... You know, with his demands and his growing list of, like, frustrations and saying that he should be treated one way and his, like, a sense of entitlement, like, saying he's Paul Cogan quality and shit like that and he does all these things. Um, I don't know if that was kind of... Didn't they say that was, like, kind of his punishment? What? Like, his, like just... Getting the belt off yeah, him? Well, yeah, basically his, his role... Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I feel like Vince, too, partially believed that his reign was going to do more than he then. That's the thing. I don't know where Vince's preconceived notions come from, but he's just like, if he thinks a certain way about something, then he's just like, ah, this didn't go the way I thought. But it's like, based off what? But I think that he thought that was Warrior's thing, too, where it was kind of like, it wasn't drawn the way Hogan was, and that warrior was more of a chasing for the big thing than being the big thing, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Warrior didn't see it that way. He thought he wanted to be the superhero. I don't know if it would have lasted as long as Hogan's, like, did, you know what I mean? I mean, obviously he didn't, but, like, I don't know if even... Position yeah. as the main guy. Yeah, Hogan's character was maybe a little more sustainable for that position. He was, but he was a huge thing, like, from the for the first nine oh, WrestleManias. Well, no, I mean, uh, Hogan... He was like basically yeah, his, the main his event. was very sustainable though too because he was just like he was kind of like the hero fighting for America and shit. You know, a lot of times and mm-hmm. like he was like the American boy and people loved him for it. And that was all that it had to be because it was that era. He was just colorful and vitamins in your prayers. Yeah. That he he was the kind of like the role model. I do the right thing. But I still come to the ring and get the job done, yeah. kind of guy. And it worked for that era. The Warrior, immortal. Warrior was a little more like he had a little more mystique to him than Hogan did in ways. I feel like where his character was a little more out there. Mm-hmm. You know, his parts unknown. He had Nobody knew what the face. hell he was talking about. And at least yeah, he was talking was. about infinite galaxies and all this weird bullshit mm-hmm. on the mic. And so yeah, I mean, his character in that sense might not have been as sustainable as champion, but. He looked super cool. See, Warriors, like, rise up to get the belt was awesome. But then, yeah, once he got the belt, like, maybe it was cool for a while, but it's just, like, it's kind of like, there's certain guys that maybe the chase is a better time, is a better ride. There's a lot of guys like that, for sure. Unless you can kind of, like... Well, if you can keep it interesting, as as a face, you know, with the belt, then... Well, that's, it worked in Hogan's era because, like you said, they didn't have weekly programming. They didn't have to put on a show every month. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like when you saw him again, it was like, oh, the hero's got to defend his honor against this guy. Can yeah. he do it? Because it was like a big event. And yeah. Like some, you never really get to see certain people work with people. But now it's kind of like it's harder for the true like babyface good guy to sustain that with the crowd to where to where they're not eventually going to be like, I'm kind of tired of this. Just like, pissed off heels, like, you don't deserve this! And then them getting beat, you know? Yeah. To where, if it's a heel, then it's just like, they just keep winning, and they're like, oh, I'm the greatest thing in the fucking world! And then everybody's like, fuck this guy! And there's a lot of see him get beat. There's a lot of dollars <laughs> being funneled into the like the protagonist trying to stop the heel. Yeah. All the, there really is all the time. Because people need somebody, oh, they're going to do it. The wrestling's changed a lot from that era. That I still love that golden era in ways. Like, like a lot of those guys. Hogan Warrior, Savage, Million Dollar Man, Flair. Like, there was a lot of cool characters. From that era of shit, yeah. but dude, I still like some of the Ted DiBiase and his heel work, fantastic. Oh yeah, for that era of shit, the Bobby million, Heenan, the million dollar man was such a great character. Yeah, like you just like still that scene of him like, are you? I don't even remember how much money he was offering, <laughs> but he like let that little boy in the ring to dribble the basketball. He's like, you can dribble it ten times, I'll give you five hundred dollars. And he dribbled it nine times and he kicked the ball. Yeah. No, that was <laughs> tremendous. 
So it was in an era, too, where people really thought, like, this dude is a fucking piece of garbage. Yeah. Before the kayfabe was <laughs> diced. So, yeah, Gunter. Honestly, I feel like he's brought... So him or his uh, reign? His reign with the belt, his okay. current IC title reign. Because I feel uh, like he's brought more credibility back to yeah. that title than there has been in a while. For sure. I think, even though people are starting to recognize it, I think it might be right now underrated. But I think in the long term, people will appreciate uh, it. Maybe Here's the thing. But it matters what they do with it after he loses it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, if they do it the right way... Yeah, this reign's not to be understated, but yeah. they can still drop yeah. the ball in the long run. Yeah. But if in the long run it makes it more credible again and the ma- the belt matters and it's a step up to the main event again, uh, then it could like really be respected as like one of the all time great IC you know championship reigns. Um, especially because he's a believable champion, like pursuing, you know, showing his dominance with the mid card belt, and he's gonna move up to the main event, you know. Yeah. So once he's conquered that. It's cool though for it's a cool spot to be in too because it's like you still have a belt with credibility you're def- you're defending it all the time and you're just beating everybody like because it just you know yeah. taking on all fucking competitors and he's still a heel isn't he yeah yeah he's got but a lot of people like him. him yeah got Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. Yeah. um st- still their entrance like I do kind of agree it almost feels like it's like. Like war general, yeah, dictator feel to it almost. Where they're like marching out, and he's wearing the, way like the he comes red out jacket and shit. his haircut, and his like the way he stands. He looks all pissed. He's got his hand behind his back. <laughs> and too, when he like takes off the coat, and Ludwig like swings it around and holds it. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you think? I think it's probably a little, probably underrated too. Because yeah. I feel like it's getting sort of outshined by Roman's massive reign, mm-hmm. you know. But like in the mid card, it's doing a whole lot for the mid card division and that yeah. title in specific. If they continue to treat it like that, and like people put over that triple threat, IC, yeah, that was immediate. a great match. Yeah. Honestly, like all the matches he's had, even since then, have been like for the belt. Have been even if the opponent wasn't believable that they were going to beat him for it, it was still, like, hard-hitting matches mm-hmm. to where he was, like, really going out there and giving it. Yeah. Like, oh, you want to take this belt? Yeah. You're going to have to fucking work for it. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to work him fucking over, like, time 16. <laughs> All this vicious chops. You're not going to take this belt without getting the fuck beat out of you first. That was the thing. It, the pe- Who did he... He fought Mustafa Ali at Night of Champions. And who was it at Backlash that he fought for it? So that was another one that was like kind of a smaller opponent that wasn't believable he was going to beat him. Uh, I can't think. But it was like, that was another match where it was like, he just went in there and like, that dude got some offense on him. Same with Mustafa, like they got offense on him. To where it was like, oh shit, you know, they're gaining a little something. But it was like, 
he made a statement in mm-hmm. both of those where it was like, it's going to take more than this, you know? So that it does almost make the next guy that beats him at this point already credible. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, fuck, you're able to take it off him, you know? Yeah. And everybody will know, like, that's the thing, though, is, like, it's it's credible still because after he comes off of that, it's like, okay, well, he's held it and defeated everybody for, like, a year and a half. So it's like, you know, he's ready. Like, he's he can move up to the main event, you know what I mean? While that next guy's got to have a run, you know, somehow on par with, like, something like what Gunther, like, what he, you know, what he did. But if they, I, yeah, 100%, though. So as long as they can follow it up with something good, I mean, it, it should be good. I don't think it, I mean, either way, it shouldn't take away from Gunther, like, his reign, but no. but it's only going to be at top value if they make sure they keep the belt relevant and mattering going forward, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's only, it's only going to be worth what it needs to be worth, like, if they actually keep it, uh, in a, you know, an important, like, part of the show. So. Which, I mean, they have the talent to do that with, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just, if, they gotta work it right. Which I don't feel like they... I've always done with the mid-card titles. So it's always, like, sketchy. So because he's been able to keep that. But if... I mean, they're, they're doing that more, though, with their titles now. It's a way they're making them feel more credible. Because guys aren't just picking them up and dropping them. Or picking mm-hmm. them up and then not defending them, but, like, four times a year. And it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like, Austin Theory, even. He's held the U.S. belt for a while and beat a lot of people for it. He beat Jey Uso, like... A couple Smackdowns ago, you know, he beat... At this point, he's beaten Mysterio, Cena, Edge. Wasn't it? He's beat, like, all the legends. So it's just like... They're making the mid-card title feel like it's a thing now. Mm-hmm. Which is good. I hope they stick with that. But yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. I'd probably say the same. It's probably a little underrated. What do you got? All right, we'll switching gears to the movies. We love the movies. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the Indiana Jones franchise? Four movies released now. One more remains. We're gonna see it. Fucking opening night. It's gonna yeah. be a bomb ass time. Always wanted to see one in theaters. It like. I feel like the Indiana Jones movies is, like, one of the most through-and-through, like, adventure movies. Yeah. That there is. They're really cool, like, just seeing them go fucking everywhere. And it's Yeah, it's kind of, like, more action-adventure than almost any movie ever. I was going to make it exclusive, like, maybe Temple of Doom or something, but then I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I think the, the series deserves it, too, because we're coming out in the last movie now, too. So I'm like, we might as well talk about the series a little bit. Um, but yeah, they really are like a, a true adventure series. And always a fun one, you know? Yeah. They're pretty good time. And they, I mean, they have like, 
comedic parts, serious parts, action scenes. Mm-hmm. There's like there's a lot of shit happening really within those movies. Like, I enjoyed all of them for different reasons. Like, like Temple of Doom was pretty dark. That's probably my favorite one. Yeah, Raiders is just so classic. Like it's, it's got so many iconic like images and shit. Yeah, Raiders was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of classic. And even like the Classic Crusade with that. fucking Henry Jones. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it was. You're you're, all, you're like his dad's ridiculous. Yeah. He made so many like sexual jokes in that shit. Sean Connery. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I'd probably... Honestly, in weight, like, when you're... Because it's a very classic movie series. The fact it's been going for decades, it's got big names in it. It's very respected. I would, in that sense, say it's a little underrated in ways, yeah. to be honest. Because I feel like it's not on the level of, like, a lot of other series. No. Like, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Harry Potter, no. any of that kind of shit. No. Pirates of the Caribbean, maybe. It's even. not quite... It's not necessarily... Because they don't... Nowadays, they don't release movies that often for it, but it's also just mm-hmm. like... I don't know. Yeah, it's not quite at that length of... Like, that level of fandom. It's... You know? Because it's also been a little inconsistent, you know, shit, yeah. through the years. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. Exactly. Because uh, it's like, whenever they come out with one... But in a way, it's almost like Indiana Jones is going to be more exclusive, like, oh my god, this is what the series was about, like, uh, you know, kind of a conservative story about, like, one, you know, his, about Indiana Jones's adventures and stuff, instead of, like, a universe where, oh, everybody's involved in this mm-hmm. shit. So it's just, like, it's kind of kept to, like, him and his adventures and, like, the shit he went through. Instead of opening up to a whole bunch of others, you know what I'm saying? So that I really like about it, as long as they're calling it a day after this fifth one. Uh, I think they pretty much have to be if it's yeah. going to be Indiana. We're going to see him younger because they they did some of the de-aging stuff. But it's they're going to be like flashbacks, I'm sure, and they're going to yeah. show. And that's going to be cool, though, because we're going to get to see some stuff from earlier on, you know, that we, that we didn't get to. And yeah. I'm sure they'll make references to the other ones and... Uh, I guess I still have time to try to watch most of them. Yeah, we'll but, see. Yeah, it's the days are dwindling <laughs> somehow. I, I don't know. have a lot of time in the weeks anymore. Yeah, to watch, I ain't got time to watch one or two movies if I really, really try. <laughs> <laughs> and then even then, sometimes I pass out. So. Yeah. Uh, I know. I 100 percent think the same about. Like about the series being underrated because yeah, it's, it just feels. And a they are underrated. a lot of fun. Like they're a great. It feel it just feels like a summer adventure kind of movie. You know what I mean? You're like, oh man, just seeing where he fucking goes. Like he used to fly. Yeah, it feels like summer blockbuster kind of stuff. It does. Sure. And you're like, he's getting you watch some of those classic ones, and you're like, you know, like Temple of Doom, and like it's it, I don't know. They're just awesome. They they put you in that world. They have a nice. They have a. Like, an easy watch, like, feel to them. Even though there's parts that are, you know, stressful and like, oh shit, because it's an yeah. adventure film. Yeah. But it's, it's still, it's just like something you could flip on on a Sunday and, like, have a good time. Yeah. You know? For sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I would have said the same thing, too. Plus, yeah, it's like, I mean, Harrison Ford's, like, maybe favorite character he's played and all this different shit. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like I said, like, it is known. 
in movie lore, it's Indiana Jones is a very yeah. known character, and there's scenes from those movies that are like go down in history for sure. But just when it comes to like series wise, it's like a classic movie series that kind of gets glossed over. It doesn't really, it doesn't have a straight up fandom like some of the other ones have necessarily. Like where yeah. people are like, oh shit, yeah. yeah, I'm an Indiana Jones guy, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought about that. I've thought about that before too. Like it's got fans, but like most of the fans are from people that are fans of other series and stuff too. Of course, because like you know damn well what Star Wars is, and you probably like those too if you like Indiana Jones. Maybe not everybody, uh, but there's a lot of people that like. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I don't know. I would definitely say underrated, though. I can't wait to see what happens. It is very, like I said, though, like just very, like, adventurer-type yeah. movies where just, they feel through and through like an, like an adventure film. Yeah. You know, like every one of them. In their own way. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like, they're bringing back some of his old, like, allies from, like, the old movies and shit. I don't know, it Solid. almost makes me feel like I need to watch the other ones. Yeah. I'm like, shit, I need to remember some of these people. So, I mean, we watched them not too long ago, but it's still... It's, it's probably been at least been 2021. Which shouldn't have made it seem like it all slipped my mind. Yeah, well, I just like to watch it so it's fresh again, and I'm yeah. like, oh man, it builds it up to watch. If I watched one a day, maybe, I don't even know if I can commit to that, but I mean, I could probably get one in. Um, or I could probably get most of them in, I think. But yeah, they were, I mean, I enjoyed all of them for different reasons, you know? I do it all of them for for what they were, so I'm really uh, I'm happy we'll get to see at least one. His last adventure. And he did stuff. He's like eighty fucking plus years yeah. old, man. We'll see how that goes, buddy. He's well. You know. Indiana Jones. Is he got hurt on set. Man. Yeah, you'd be so out there breaking bones. They had to delay it. If he'd be doing Indiana Jones shit that he did in the other ones, <laughs> ain't no way. He's going to have to have somebody else that's not Mutt Williams because Shia LaBeouf fucked up yeah. to do some of the crazy shit for him. Indiana Jones. Yeah, I'd probably say a little underrated. All right, what do you got next? Yeah, I would do, 100%. All right, it's summer, summertime. So, switching gears here, this isn't necessarily wrestling. I mean, I guess it is if you want to consider it, but they call it trunks in wrestling. What do you think of Speedos? Talking typical, just straight-up menswear. The little the little brief-looking swim trunks. Yeah. Little Speedos. I feel like they were big in, you know, 70s. They're still probably big in Europe and shit. Yeah. Here, you get looked at a little sideways if you were a speedo to the pool. So, that's, you know, I always say that's kind of funny. Like, I'm sure it happens in places, but like the cultural difference. I bet you there's like some Italian dude that just goes to the public pool and like fucking Chicago or some shit, not thinking twice, just to the speedo and shit. People are like, yeah, what the hell's going on with that guy? Like, everybody, it, it's, the perception is almost like everybody wears it sarcastically. Like, they're like, you're not serious, you're just going to wear this little fucking thing. Yeah. 
Like, I, don't it, know. It almost, I mean, I realize people wear it. It almost like, feels like a big dick move, though. Like, yeah. if you're like, I'm, fuck this. I'm going here. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm wearing this tiny little thing and I'm swimming around. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, it isn't much. Like, you don't have baggage. You just have, you know, cloth. Your tight your little fucking thing. Ball like. area, yeah. Don't be popping no boners at the pool because you're fucked. You can't hide them. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> You get fucking thrown you're out of there. You're a creep. You better hop up out of the fucking deck and throw a towel on. You get fucking thrown out of there for that. Oh man. There's no power. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think what the perception of speedos is. You know. I mean, I feel like they're kind of like looked at a little strange, at least in America. Yeah. But I'm, in a way, I don't really look at them too shitty. Because I'm just like, man, it's, it's almost like kind of funny. No, it's it is. in a way funny and also in a way, like I said, it's kind of like a, a boss move. Just be like, I'm just fucked this. I'm just walking in with my speedo on. Or like in movies, it's, there's always like that scene. It's almost a boss. It's more of a boss move, though, if you're not doing it as a joke. If, you, if you're like yeah. a 65-year-old man and you're going to swim laps at your local pool and you just go in a Speedo, that's when it's a boss move because you just don't give a fuck. No. You're like, I don't care. I'm just swimming in this shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I personally don't plan to wear one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah probably not. Not unless I, I definitely was, don't like. Not unless I got into a pretty good shape and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna wear this thing." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the thing. If I was in like pretty great shape, then I'd feel more confident in wearing one. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. But it would still feel weird. I don't care if I was muscular as fuck. I'd still be like, I'd be more comfortable in the trunks. Yeah. You know. Because th- that's the thing too. If you're too muscular. At the beach wearing a speedo, it's kind of just like, look at this douchebag. It's forcing everybody else to look at his body. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't have to look. I know, but that's like that's uh, they feel like they're putting on that image. Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, see this? I just got it all showing. Yeah, I've been working at the gym on Larry this. Lobster and it. Yeah, fucking going. Does it there. feel like that? He's at the fucking beach putting on his suntan oil. <laughs> fucking just just walking, walking <laughs> on the beach so people see him. I mean, I you know. That's the thing. There's full nude beaches in Europe, though. Yeah. So, like, that's... Which I've heard with nude beaches, too. That it's not what you think. Like, as an American tourist, or if you're, like, pumped, like, I'm going to the nude beach in France or whatever. Then you're kind of disappointed when you get there, because it's not, like, what you expect. It's not, like, a bunch of attractive people walking around naked, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just the locals. It's just, like, there's, you know, 65, 70-year-old people out there naked. So... But then it's, that's kind of cool, too. Yeah, I bet there's some in, like, Everybody's just respecting each other, respecting each other's shit, and they're just out there naked swimming mm. around. That's kind of cool. They're trying to live naturally. Because everybody's free. Who gives yeah. a fuck? You know? Yeah. Wouldn't that be wild just to be able to walk around all the time? <laughs> I mean, if you 
if we did it, then we wouldn't think it was wild. No. You know? We'd just be like, oh, we're naked. It's, it's, we wouldn't that even tells think, you. We wouldn't even think about being naked. That tells you. Like, it fucking, it just matters what your perspective is. Like, a lot of, in a lot of ways, what you're born to do. Like, what we've, we've grown to know. That's why sometimes it's, like, harder to outgrow stuff. Yeah, it's then, all, yeah. Then, like, to learn it. You know? It does feel kind of weird because, you know, yeah, in some, like, tribe, even still tribe cultures and, like, you know, Africa and different spots, mm-hmm. people walk around naked or in cloth, like, loincloths and shit like that. So, like, they just see boobs and penises <laughs> and vaginas and yeah. butts and shit all the time. Oh, yeah. So it's just, like, it is what it is. But in our culture... That kind of shit is like, yeah. ooh, it's like sexualized. Because there's a voodoo on it. To yeah. the max. Yeah. Because we put a, yeah, a weird, like, fucking taboo on, like, oh, you can't show your boobs. Yeah. So it's just like, is that better or worse for a society? Because if you just let it all hang out, then people don't feel weird about it. Yeah. But if you cover it all up, then people sexualize all those things, you know? Yeah. It's kind of strange. Our society's so like that, you can't even wear a speedo in public without people being like, "Hey, what the fuck's going on here?" Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your shit's still covered up. I guess that's what I would say. Um, man, you have a bulge, though. God forbid, you have a bulge. <clears throat> it's so our our society is weird, dude. If you really, like, really think about it, like, a, a bulge from your dick is, like, weird. <laughs> or, like, what do they think is going to be there? Nothing? Or showing too much cleavage in a shirt is weird. It's like, yeah. we know these things exist. Even if, even if they wore a full shirt, we'd still know there were boobs there. Yeah. <laughs> like... No, that's true. Like, it's, it's weird uh, to see your bulge in, in a Speedo, but people walk around in sweatpants, and you see the outline of dicks in those, too, and everybody, it's fine because it's pants. Culture's weird, man. Speedos, underrated. I want to see everybody, <laughs> I want to see everybody at the beach in a Speedo. I don't care, I don't care if you're... 400 pounds. I don't care if you're a woman. Everybody wearing a speedo. No tops. Nope. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say fair. They might... Uh, I mean, I, I don't care. I don't give a damn if somebody wants to wear them or whatever. Like, I personally... The worldwide perception is probably fair because, I mean, some yeah. people don't even think of it as weird at all. Uh, no, I mean, it, it's not it necessarily, weird. like, weird. It's just, like... There's always that scene in, like, a movie, though, where, like, somebody's... Oh, what are you doing? You're getting in shape, Tom? And he's like, oh, yeah! I got that marathon coming up, and he's, like, always in a Speedo for some <laughs> reason. You know what I mean? Like, to show... They want you to show the yeah. you see his body. <laughs> yeah. To show that he's been getting yeah. in shape. Yeah, so it's like, so it's always kind of show, but it's a lot of times it's showing like a funny sense because he's showing so much like skin and just part, you know, without actually showing his dick and balls. But it's like he's showing everything he can without showing 
the goods, pretty yeah. much. The bot yeah. and the privates. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't care. People can wear them or whatever the fuck. Like, I don't necessarily think that... Because I get what you're saying, too. Uh, but, I, like, I still see people wearing them. You know what I mean? People don't care. So if you really don't want to, you can just ignore it. Like, they still sell Speedos, like, everywhere they sell all the other shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if that's your choice, like, you know, why is that any... Like, people... Here's They're the thing. a little harder here, to find. Here's the I thing. I say that. Like, people that are, uh... It's like, why would it be okay for... It's like, why would anybody have a... Pre- like, if you're a woman or... I'm interested in having And have, like, a one-piece suit... Like, why is it so much bigger of a deal that somebody else chooses to wear a different kind of bathing suit or whatever? Yeah. Like, why, like, why beyond you fucking wish you could show that much skin? That's the thing, too. <laughs> women women have a lot more body issues than yeah. men have. Oh, so no, like, I'm, and I'm not saying they do, but, like, no, but girls what is, that are heavier what feel more spiteful yeah. towards women that are in much better shape yeah. because they're like, fuck you for being able to be out here That's in a skimpy little like, two-piece bikini when I gotta wear this shit because I don't feel comfortable with myself. That kind of shit. But, I mean, you know, you didn't have to go out there. He's in the, yeah. But, I mean, but, no, I, I know, I know. It's, but no, it's like, with guys, is it, it is like, what is it boiled down to? Big old cake bellies out there in their trunks, you know, yeah. they don't give a damn. But, guy, but they don't really some, care. But some guys wear t-shirts, too, because yeah, they're true. not comfortable with Yeah, yeah. You know? But, no, it's just like whatever you want to do, but I don't think that one should have an issue with it, with somebody. It's just like, as long as people are covered up for the most, like, what they theoretically should be that's appropriate, at least here, or whatever. And I'm not even saying I give a damn that much about, like, or if it works another way or whatever. But it's like, then what? Like, why does anybody care? Like, why don't you just wear what you want to wear or what's comfortable to you and accept as long as people are covered up? Yeah. And their shit's not in your to face. To be honest, I don't even care if people are covered up. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. If like, they're not fucking with me, who cares, bro? No. As long as they're comfortable and nobody's fucking with them and they're not fucking with anybody yeah, else, or I don't care yeah. what you're wearing if, or what you're not wearing. Whatever. No, I. It doesn't really <laughs> bug me. It doesn't really bug me. I don't necessarily. Yeah, I speed. I mean, I don't care. Um. So yeah, I'd probably give it a fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah, it's just an interesting thought. Like the whole body. I feel like in America, especially, we're, like, weird about bodies, where everybody has a body standard, mm-hmm. where we're supposed to, oh, you know, you want to look like this or be like this, kind of, but it's, like, at the same time, we have, like, a body, like, fear or stigma, where we're, like, you have to look like this, but you can't show it off, otherwise, yeah, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. But if you look good... You, you have to look good, but if you do, how dare you walk out in public showing too much skin? Yeah. Or it's like... No, it's ridiculous. <laughs> they don't need to mind their own business. And do these yeah. shit. Uh, I got for you. As normal, we'll move back into food towards the <laughs> end here. What do you think of soft baked pretzels and cheese? Oh, God. Fucking delightful, aren't they? 
I know we've talked like ballpark pretzels and stuff before. It's kind of like the same sort of thing, mm -hmm. but man, nothing beats it. if you're at like a sports game or even at the mall with Auntie Anne's, just different things like that. Like mm -hmm. a fully like it's got to be fresh though. The ones that are just spinning on the fucking little conveyor thing for hours, like at the movie theater, sometimes will give you shit that's like hard as a rock. Mm -hmm. You're like, dude. I paid seven fifty for shit. So it's hit or miss like the theater. But if you get them right, they're one of the best snacks you can get some place. Or even those pretzel bites. Basically just soft pretzels, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? They're yeah. Um There's so many flavors now too. Yeah, they got like the pepperoni ones, they got like cinnamon ones. Pepperoni and jalapeno, yeah, cinnamon mm -hmm. sugar is so damn good. It's so messy, but it's so damn good. Yeah, they're, they're really good, dude. It's Because that's like a little dessert, almost. Like, it's like... Get the little gla cup of glaze Like with the cinnamon it. sticks oh, from Nominos and shit. Yeah. And like all those... That's, I haven't had any of those in a long time, but they're good. I get cinnamon sticks and cheese sticks from Pizza Hut. One of the two damn near every week. Yeah, one... You would always bring home, like, some of the cinnamon sticks... And even if it was the breadsticks, they were great, too. Aren't they yeah. the same? You just season them differently? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the bread... Cheese sticks are literally just breadsticks with cheese yeah. on top of them. And then the cinnamon sticks, you just put some of the, like... You wipe some of the butter sauce on there and then sprinkle cinnamon sugar on top. Okay. And put, like, a little a little grate over it so it doesn't burn in the oven. It all sounds tremendous. <laughs> all that stuff, yeah. There's just... It's funny, because pretzels really are just twisted up bread with the seasoning. But it's like, it's like a cooked... The way it's done, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's... With salt and like, it's, I don't know. Especially it's Auntie different. Anne's, dude. Something about the butter that they put on oh, the, that they put on those pretzels at Auntie Anne's. Before they put the seasoning on, how they wipe it with the little butter and then they sprinkle the salt on. That butter coats the whole fucking piece of dough. Oh, they taste so good. Just one of those oh. little bites in your mouth. Hot. Oh, <laughs> so man. good. Yeah. And, like, you get, uh, they have, like, I, a salsa. I hope to God that the mall doesn't go under just for Auntie Ants. Like, I mean, I love Spencer's and Earthbound and Hot Topic mm -hmm. and V-Stock and all that, and Slackers and all that stuff, too. But, dude, if I lose Auntie Ants, my heart will be crushed, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They've got to exist somewhere. Even if the mall goes under, they gotta build a location somewhere. I'll go. I'll still go just for just open up a kiosk somewhere, you know. Yeah, or you could just yeah, you could even have a fucking like a, just a little tiny spot, like a Starbucks or a fucking Smoothie King has. Just open one of those little little spots. Mm -hmm. I'd be there. <laughs> I'd order. Oh yeah, I'd probably get a like. Oh man. I'm surprised, like, I'm surprised a place like Auntie Anne's hasn't done that. I've never seen an Auntie Anne's location on its own. No. And it, at this point, you know it's had to make enough money to where they could open up their own, like, spot. They have all places. those lemonades and shit, too, and, like, dude, I'll oh, tell yeah. you what, whenever I used to go to Six Flags... Those are good, too. And, uh, I used to love getting the soft frozen lemonades, whether it was regular lemonade or strawberry lemonade ones. Were they, like, the tall ones with the silly straw... Thing, the bendy straw. Uh, they were like kind of like tall. They were like they kind of looked like ice cream almost, but it was. 
Like from Six Flags? Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. But if they were like salt, like they were frozen lemonade. Yeah. They were so you good. Sipping through the straw, like the fat straws. Strawberry and. All that lemonade. stuff tasted extra good there because it was also, you were there on a hot summer day and yeah. shit. And you get some like frozen something. Ah, like, oh, frozen God, lemonade for fourteen seventy five. <laughs> oh yeah, they rape you in there. Same yeah. with the zoo or anywhere else. Where else are you gonna like, get it? You know. Yeah, you get yourself a fat ass turkey leg, and a fucking frozen lemonade. It was a great day. Dude, those turkey legs they sold in like the, uh, like the they were tremendous. The medieval. Village spot. Like, mm. Oh my god. Those things were like a fucking <laughs> giant. You could feed a family of four with one of those turkey legs. Yeah. It was hard to even finish it though. You, you just wanted to. Oh no. I never did as a kid. Yeah. I always had to. It, they smelled so good walking by them. Yeah. Apparently the Superman ride's not even there anymore. Good. Why? I'd fucking won't ride that shit. I went on that after that. See, that's the thing. I'm not a amusement park guy, necessarily, though. Like... No? I, I do like some of the coasters. Like... I liked uh, the boss and the ninja and... Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze is alright. It's not, no, worth, it's it's not worth the line. The Batman was dope, too. The Batman makes me sick. I've only uh, rode it a couple times. I got off of the ninja like jerks you around. Yeah, but the Batman. I think it was something to do with hanging my feet <laughs> off or some shit. Because the ninja yeah. and the boss both throw you the fuck around. But Dude, I liked the both boss of them. was dope. The boss was fun. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just like in the Excalibur. I would never ride the Excalibur. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> that shit. I'm like, that looks like. Do I want to vomit right after I get off? That? I wanted to fuck. Did you? Uh, I wanted to fucking go on the. Uh, what the hell was that called? Yeah, no, like the Superman was was fucked. Like it dropped you from way up. Oh yeah. Oh. I I do that. I liked. I don't know. It was just a thrill. I, I read, did like I some of the coasters. Like the one that Spawn was all right. The American Thunder. Was Evil Knievel. You read yeah, that? That was the American, one. They made it something American else. American Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's still Evil Knievel's American Thunder, because it's still like the red, white, and blue stars and stripes. Oh, thing. yeah. But. I haven't been there since, like, the year I graduated. I haven't been there summer. in a long time. I don't really feel like I have to go back. <laughs> there's, there's other things I'd rather do. You don't you feel know? a moral obligation? I would go maybe doing, like, Fright Fest, or, like, the Christmas time. Yeah. But... Not just on a random summer day. I'm not going to stand in those bullshit lines. I'd rather go to Hurricane Harbor and do all the water park shit. Dude, a water park sounds tremendous to go to. Yeah. I said this like a couple years ago and just we never fucking went. Nobody ever went. No, I mean, they, they always sound fun. And the slides in some of those are great. Mm-hmm. Dude, the one at the Arnold Rec Center, they had this slide that me and Aaron Beaver rode like fucking... 18 times in a row one time. And it was the most simple shit. It was just like a couple spins around and then it dropped you into like a toilet bowl where mm. you like spun around the bowl a whole bunch until you dropped out the bottom. The tornado in Hurricane Harbor. Yeah, where you held on. To, it was basically like a mini version of that. That was awesome. Yeah, I think it was pretty fun. The big kahuna Yeah. in Hurricane Harbor. Remember that one where it was like an eight-person raft and it was like a giant-ass mm. slide? That one was fun, too. I almost fell off that motherfucker when I was a kid. 
I went completely off the raft. I was only holding on by my hands. <laughs> you know, I came back down. Good times. Yeah, yeah dude. Ah, a water park just sounds awesome, though, especially in hot weather. During summertime, oh yeah. Anytime, like, especially now that I work outside and stuff too all the time, like, sometimes on the route we'll see people's pools and shit. I'll be like, God damn, I could hop in that fucking pool right now. I did. It'd be so nice. Yeah. I used to always be envious of my friends growing up that had pools. It's like, fuck, man, you're like, just gonna come out here and chill anytime you want in the summer? Mm-hmm. But then if you have it, it doesn't feel as extravagant, I'm sure. But... I'd still be utilizing that shit. I can guarantee you, if I had a lot of money, I'd be getting a dope-ass pool. Yeah. In ground? If, I mean, if I had a lot of money, fuck yeah, I'd be yeah. in the ground. And I'd probably get it heated, too, so I could use it throughout fall. Yeah, well, or get a jacuzzi, too. Oh, yeah. I had a friend growing up who... He had a built-in pool with a diving board. Mm. And he had... His parents had a hot tub inside and outside. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> and we like I remember we went over there like for a Christmas party one time. And there was snow on the ground, and we went in the the jacuzzi outside. Mm-hmm. That was a cool experience. Like sitting in the j- jacuzzi outside in December, and it was snowing and shit. Yeah, that was sick. But warm. <laughs> it does sound like it'd be awesome. It did feel good though. Like that's the thing about the hot tub. Like it's and that's like good for. Isn't it probably good for your body? It opens up your pores. Yeah, yeah. Makes you feel, oh, makes you feel good, though. But you can't be in there too long or it fucking prunes you up and kind of fucks you up. Mm. You also, like, I feel like if I'm in a hot tub too long and I get out, like, my, like, everything, my equilibrium just feels off. Like, I'm just, like, drained. Like, fuck. Yeah, it does. Well, like, a lot of those days, just sitting in the sun and just, it pulls it out of you. But it's like, I don't know, it's draining. But it's like natural oh, yeah. sunlight and everything. And days in the sun. Oh, yeah. They'll, you feel, out, yeah. on those days, though, in summer, like, whenever you're, like, you you know, you have a hard day's work or you just do whatever, but, like, you feel spent, but, like, there's a lot of day left and you can nap and wake up and do your thing. Like, it feels so good in the summer whenever you're, like, you do some shit and, like, you got a whole day and you can just nap, snooze. Yeah, there's just like something about it nowadays. Well, there's just something about it in the summer. It's just, like, nice because it's just, like, the adventure, it's gonna be latest, it's gonna be uh, like light as hell, late as hell tonight. You can do shit, whatever you wanna do, you can just, you know, lounge. There's just something about the summer that it's just like an all, it's like an all night fucking, it's an ongoing thing, mm-hmm. you know? Like you're just kinda like, fuck, this day's not over. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But, yeah, there's, there's so definite positives of the summer. There's just a lot of, you know, there's just a lot of summer, like summer memories and shit made, and a lot of, uh, a lot of good experiences. Were we on soft baked pretzels? Yeah. Soft pretzels in general? Yeah. So what do you think? I'd probably say overall, you know, I'm going to say they're fair. Because, I mean, anywhere you can go with a concession stand, they got them, pretty much. You know? Yeah. Any sports stadium, the mall, the movie theater, like anywhere where you can go up for snacks, mm. pretzels an option. The popcorn's and they're, they're also hit and miss because yeah. there's places that have fantastic soft pretzels and even like like we said Auntie Anne's, Gus's, places like that that that's their thing. Yeah, 
are going to be the best, obviously. But, I mean, other places have really good ones, too, but also there's times in the movie theater where they fucking have them spinning for three hours and they serve that shit to you like it's fresh. And you get to the theater and you're watching your movie and you're like, I'm just going to have to drown this shit in cheese. That's disappointing if you spend all that money, too, and you're like, this shit's not even fresh. I do. I still think popcorn, by and large, is like the is the number one snack because like in the movies, you know. Yeah. But I mean, pretzels are pretty big. Like most of the time, I'll get one of the two, or I'll get the sweet tarts, like the chewy sweet tarts. Mm. Those, like, that's my go-to, like candy there. Oh, those are really good. Yeah, I switch it up a lot of times when I go there, but the chewy sweet tarts are always on the menu. Mm-hmm. They're always an option. And I'll get a drink sometimes, but a lot of times the icy, obviously. Dude, I went to, when we went to see uh, Across the Spider-Verse, I don't even remember what, where the hell theater we went now. To pair? Yeah, that's where it was. They were like so fucking adamant on me not getting a refill on my icy. They were like, whenever I ordered the icy, the dude with the register was like, oh, just so you know, there's no refills on these. I'm like, okay. And I, like, fill it up, and then uh, we walk up to where the, like, theaters are at, and the lady there is, like, checking the stubs, and then she, like, checks our stubs, and then she looks at my icy, and she's like, just so you know, there's no refills on those. I'm like, I know. I literally said, I know. Like, I wasn't trying to be, like, snappy and, like, annoyed, but it was like, fuck, man. Yeah. I get it. You don't want me to get a refill. <laughs> How is it like? Come on, that's a little obnoxious, though. Yeah, it's like you guys. I, I always refill my shit, man. I spent a lot of money in that place. <laughs> yeah. I spent a lot of money in my local Those movie snacks theater. Snacks are fucking expensive. Yeah, so I'm gonna fucking do my shit, and I'm gonna refill my shit. These be like, you know, come on. Yeah, it's not like... Like, this is one of my second homes, bitch. worth a refill. Yeah. Where it's like, dude, if I'm paying fucking five, six, seven dollars for this drink and shit, like, doesn't that seem like I should be able to get one refill? Yeah. <laughs> and then especially for those big-ass popcorns, like, you get one... Like, granted, I'm not going to want to get up in the middle of my movie and go get one anyways. What happens is I'll drink out and eat it before the movie even starts, or, like, like most of my icy, then I'm like, I'm gonna go refill this of a bitch. Yeah. Because why not? But, yeah. I always try to be sparing with some of my snacks and drinks, too, because I'm like, I know me, and if, especially if it's, like, a two-plus-hour movie, I'm gonna fucking have to pee, like, an hour and ten in. I'm yeah. Like, Fuck. I paid the money for this ticket, like, I don't want to miss any of this shit, but yeah. I got it I really will try like hell not to pee in any movie. Like, yeah, I really try to. I mean, I do it occasionally, but but I don't usually have to. Like, I'll go beforehand or, but I don't know. It's uh, no, like that's like a second home. Me and you both, we spent a lot of fucking money in those places. Oh yeah, you're gonna give us a refill we deserve. <laughs> yeah, make a lot more money. Like, come on, make a lot more money than fuck. It's like I spend money here all the time. <laughs> Fuck. But, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, Indiana Jones, yeah, that'll be dope. Yeah, that'll be a fun one. I still wanna see Rise of the Beast, man. That's fucked. I don't know if I'm gonna see that. I, I need to. You see, Renfield's already on Peacock. I did. I'm not probably checking You gonna that watch out. Jared Fogle? 
I don't know, man. There's that other documentary that came out with uh, the 19 Kids and Counting family. Yeah. Remember them? They were on TLC and stuff. Yeah, apparently the that whole family, the Duggars, that whole family was fucked up. Like, the dad was, like, signing all these contracts to where he was getting, like, fucking all the royalties and shit. Mm. And he was just exploiting everybody. And the oldest son, who was, like, a lot older than the other kids, or, like, than the younger kids, he was fucking sexually assaulting all his younger sisters and shit. And they were part of some, like, religious group to where they were all homeschooled. And they weren't learning, like, math and science and history and all the shit in homeschool. They were learning, like, hardcore religion shit. Yeah. And they say a lot of those, like, a lot of those people, I forget even what the name, I should fucking, I didn't even, like, watch that whole thing. That's the thing. I've, like, seen clips and heard about it. So I shouldn't be talking about it too much, but, like, that a lot of the people that are within that group of, like, religion... Their whole thing is like getting in levels of prominence and power to try to change the way the country is run and run it through Christianity. So they that's they were like representing like Mike Huckabee and all these like Christian conservative mm-hmm. candidates because they were like aligned with their values. But it's like look, those are the kind of Christians where it's like, man, what the fuck is wrong with you? You act all high and mighty and, oh, you can't be wearing this, you can't be saying this or doing this. Your son is raping your daughters. You ain't got shit to say. Your family's fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. Jared Fogle, that guy, he got skinny eating Subway. He he got fucked up jacking off the kids. Yeah, he, uh... I saw, I remember, that was just one of the worst jokes that said, like, he, he spent, it was, like, on Facebook or something, but he spent, said he spent his entire adult life trying to get into small pants. <laughs> he did. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Uh, but no, like, this thing, you, like, there's some phone call recordings, like, whether it was, like, the people, the person that was informing on him. He was just saying all these just fucking gross comments. He like just he's like, oh, you need to show them naked and blah blah blah. It's like, oh my god. It's like Jared, are you an actual fucking idiot? You know that like he's rose to levels of prominence yeah. now. You're rubbing up against like famous dude. People. He was married. You are known. He was married. He's got kids, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. It's like, dude. And he was, like, this is little boy's angry. You're being pretty damn stupid to be as known as you are at this point. Like, anybody that does shit like that, it's like, are you actually a fucking idiot? Everybody knows who you are. Yeah. I think that about all those people that do ridiculously stupid shit, it's like, even John Morant, like the NBA player, waving a gun around in a strip club and shit. It's like, are you a fucking moron? <laughs> like, everybody knows you. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if anybody's going to get caught doing dumb shit and called out for it, it's you. You know? Because they've got more, uh, there's more attention on them. Yeah. The public figures. There's more reason to take them down. Yeah. Fogel, man. 
Well, he's he's spending some time in prison. He's got so. oh, he's got quite a few years. Yeah. Wonder how it's been for him. <laughs> Probably not pleasant. I think he got beat up when he got in there. Yeah. But I mean, he might be better for him now. He's been in there some years. Maybe he's more established. <laughs> Maybe it's not as harsh on him anymore. You know what? Who gives a fuck, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's the thing that I always thought that was kind of funny about prisoners. Like, they're like, man, if you're a rapist or if you're a pedophile and you come in here, we're going to fuck you up. You're a child molester. It's like, you're in the same place as them. Yeah. <laughs> you also did some fucked up shit. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> These were some good men. <laughs> no, they weren't. And look, I'm, I also am about redemption and people like being able to change and changing yeah. their ways and coming out being better. Because I work around a bunch of people like that. Yeah. My job now that I have, dude, there's, I work around so many ex-convicts who are like on probation and all this shit. Some of them are better than others. I'm not saying they all come out of jail and they're like, I fucking, I got it all figured out now. You know, some of them go right back to their shit. Yeah. But. That always happens. A lot of people that go into prison, like, a certain percentage of them go right back and then fucking. But yeah, that's the thing, yeah. man. Like, there's a reason you're there. You know? Like, they act like it's like, oh, man, these were good guys or free, free my boy, this guy. He probably shouldn't be free. You need to be rehabilitated. He's probably in there for a reason. Yeah, you need to be rehabilitated by your state. It's like, oh, he beat up his seven-month pregnant wife and shot an 18-year-old boy, but free my boy, this guy. No! Don't! Because he deserves to be punished for this shit. <laughs> Maybe it'll change his ways. That's kind of like Steve-O talking about Bam, like... He was saying, he's like, dude, I love the guy, but he's got so far off the rails now oh, yeah. where I hope he gets locked up. Because that might be the only thing that can save him at this point. Like, it's, at a certain point, people need to get punished and locked up for shit to learn the errors of their ways. Well, people are, are anti, like, you know, law and order and, and, you know, punishment or whatever, but it's just like we have to have a system of, you know... Action, fucking, this this creates this consequence. Like you have to have thing, you have to have things ordered. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to have things organized, like to some degree. Like, cause as soon as it starts slipping, like you'll you'll the ground will fucking fall out from beneath. Like if you, like there's got to be such a balance. That's like what we're fu still fighting for, oh, yeah. you know, B between freedom and kind of fucking. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, there can't be it can't be a police rule. Yeah. But you, like, we need them. Otherwise, you you don't want some of these fucking maniacs just wandering around. Yeah. I'm not even saying maniacs in the fact that they're serial killers or whatever, but, like, there's just some unhinged individuals Yeah. that will do some off-the-wall shit that you don't want in public with everybody else. <laughs> and if they're acting out in those manners... Well, maybe they need some help. Either they need to get locked up for a while, or they need to go somewhere that knows how to handle them better. You know? 
You better ready to call it. We about to spend the time, yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen. That was episode number 93 as we rise up in our 90s episodes here. Finally came back with a solo. I know. We, uh, we're going to have to hammer out another one here shortly. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got more guests coming your way. I guess you'll just have to see what we have in store. Reset the record again last episode with Kyle Henley. So we're, uh, I mean, we've been putting out some rolling. Yeah. So uh, hopefully everybody's taking care of themselves out there. Hopefully everybody's tuning in. And, uh, yeah, we got some fucking, we got some big ones coming up, so. Shout out to all our listeners, our foreign listeners. We appreciate the support across the world, not just the nation. Yeah. The world. We got a lot of listeners. (laughs) We appreciate all of it, so every like, post, share, comment, feedback. Thank you guys for caring. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll keep producing these episodes. Until next time, we'll be on episode number 94 as we get deeper and deeper into this podcast saga. Stick with us. Take care of yourselves. Have a good night. Have a good week. Mm -hmm.